Good evening, Vancouver, and welcome back to Canucks After Dark. We were so close to this being the seven in a row episode, but Adam Gaudet, Adam Gaudet comes back to bite the Vancouver Canucks, his former team. Uh, as always, joined by my co-host, Canuck Clay. How are you doing on this fine evening? Parker, I bowled about as well as the Canucks ended off the game. So a disappointing night on the lanes. Thank you. That's why we're a little late. So everyone, thank you for your patience. I got here as soon as I can. Our lanes break down. I think every time, I think the bowling gods or the Canuck, the hockey gods, one of them, they don't mat, they don't mesh because every time I come straight from bowling, we're always late. So Parker, I'm actually in an okay mood. It's not the end of the season. There's still a lot, a lot that can happen. Of course, you want the two points, but at least we got one. So I'm going to go glass half full. I don't know how, what, I know you did your own stream. What was the mood like in there? People were pretty unhappy. Um, <laughs> genuinely pretty unhappy. And I tried to be the voice of reason. And mm -hmm. as I try to do at times uh, to a fault. And I, and I was basically saying, look, April 19th, 2022 was not supposed to be a meaningful game for the Vancouver Canucks yeah. four and a half months ago, five months yeah. ago. We weren't supposed to be here and the Canucks still got a point. Yeah. The problem yep. is LA won, yeah. Nashville won. Yeah. So the Canucks lost ground. Right. And they're running out of, they're running out of rope here. They have five games left. They basically have to be perfect and will need LA to drop a point somewhere else. Correct. So if the Canucks win out and LA loses two, including the one against the Canucks. Yeah. They make it in unless Vegas also wins out. But the odds of all of that happening is astronomical. So they're yeah. not done. Right. We we talked about this two weeks ago. And there was 12 games left. And we said the Canucks had to win 11 out of the last 12. Yeah. And that's when I said, yeah, this is a dumb conversation. That's not going to happen. Well, they've won six out of the last seven. There's five games to go. And they need to win all five. Mm-hmm. Not that dumb of a conversation anymore, is it? It's not dumb at all. And the biggest change, I guess, from last night, where we're both feeling so good, because uh, we were there after the Canucks win, and tonight is, you're right, as you tweeted, as I talked about today in my vlog, last night when we went to bed, we basically, what we'd say, controlled our own destiny. If we won all the games, you don't even worry about what everyone else does, because we, we owed the tiebreakers over LA, we would have made it. Now... We don't control our own destiny because even, as you said, even if we went out and if LA wins out, we actually end up one point behind them. So that's the biggest change. And, you know, uh, that's why I don't think we can, we should be too far down. I'm really glad that you were the voice of reason because look where we were a month ago, three months ago, anyone, anyone would take the fact that we're in a, in a playoff battle with five games to go. Truly. I, I really mean that. Yeah, it has been um, a wild, wild week. <laughs> um and a wild wild seven games i mean we if we will we'll get to sort of the breakdown of the last uh four games i yeah. guess because now there have been four because we didn't do a show last night right um do you want to get into that right now you want to run through them yeah we can go pretty quick but yeah let's do it all right tuesday april 12th one week ago today yeah canucks five vegas four in overtime were you there um I was at this game. Yes. Uh, it was a good one to be at. Robin yeah. Leonard was not fantastic that night. Um, and this was a game that uh, the Canucks got outplayed <laughs> to say the least. Um, the, the shots were 45 to 27 
in favor of Vegas. Um, but they pulled this one out and uh, and got a, a crucial, crucial win. Uh, a win that, again, seemed unlikely because uh, mm-hmm. they needed to, like we said, win out. Um, I mean, I don't really know what, what to say about this one. I mean, the Canucks were uh, won the special teams battle, which was the big key to this one. They go two for three on the power play. Vegas goes 0 for three. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Thatcher Demko had a great game, uh, you know, four goals against usually isn't a great thing, but on 45 shots, it's pretty good. And it's sort of the reason they won. Uh, and then Quinn Hughes wins it in overtime after Jack Eichel goes down real easily, uh, <laughs> to a nice little shove in front of the net. Um, and, and this was, this was the first of this week's must win games. It was yeah. right. If you want any chance to catch Vegas and have a chance at ninth in the conference, yeah. you have to win this game. And yeah. they did. Uh, they capitalized on a team that has been struggling uh, in Vegas. They have a ton of injury problems. This was the return of Mark Stone, uh, which seemed like it was going to cause some problems, but the Canucks uh, survived it uh, and stole that that extra point in OT. Yeah. Isn't it funny, Parker? This was only seven days ago, and I bet you if you and I didn't look up the stats or didn't look at it's it's actually all these games blur. It's actually kind of hard to remember everything. But now that I'm looking at it, I remember Shea Theodore continues his mastery over the Canucks. What's up with that guy? He's got a good shot yeah, <laughs> in the yeah. third period. He, he was just excellent. Um, and, and he just, he just seemingly couldn't miss. And this one was unfortunate because they tied it with 42 seconds to go, right? Yeah. That was the Canucks were just in full on survival mode. They got <laughs> out shot 17 to five in the third period. Uh, and they, they hung on and, and they, they couldn't hang on, but they did get the win in OT, um, to start out the week in the win column. Yep. And I, I should, uh, before we get to the next game, we should probably acknowledge Sager's rage. I think that's how you say it. Unless I completely butchered it. The, the West coast express from 20 years ago, team played 700 hockey to get in tough for this Canucks team to make it. That's fair. And we knew we had to do that. And. You can't argue with Boudreaux's record. It's just they might run out of time. That's the reality of the situation. Yeah, the, the Canucks are playing at such a hot pace, but when you start a season 8-15-2, and two, yeah. it's very hard to catch up. And they have done everything extremely well, uh, just not well enough. Thank you very much uh, yes. for the uh, the five. Thank you. Um, so Canucks get a win in that one, mm-hmm. and then Arizona comes into town. <laughs> And oh boy, um, Vimelka starts this game for Arizona and he just gets lit up six goals on 22 shots for him. Um, this was the, uh, this was the Alex chase on game, two goals for Alex chase on in this one. Sheldon dries gets on the board. Um, Elias Pettersson scores, Puck Colson had two as well. Just absolute dominance in this yep. one from the Vancouver Canucks. And speaking of dominance, uh, we it's funny we didn't mention his name because you mentioned the goal scorers. Uh, five straight wins. How about five points for JT Miller? Yeah, he uh, he just completely owned the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> um, and and well, the crazy thing is it's five assists, no goals for Miller, yeah. who has yeah. now 30 on the season. Um, and, and he just racked up assist after assist. Keep in mind, four of those were first assists right? Only yeah. one secondary assist in yeah. that game for him. Um, he has been, uh, he's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, again, special teams three for four on the power play. Uh, they do allow one for two by Arizona. The only goal they scored, uh, which was Andrew Ladd. But this was, uh, this is a game where that belief started to kick in a little bit. They only allowed 22 shots. They only had 27 and they scored seven goals. Um, but they went up against a, a bad team 
in Arizona, yeah. and they looked like they were playing against a bad team. They looked like a an an excellent team playing against a bad team. And that's by the way, Parker, have you seen? Be. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. Have you seen Arizona Coyotes their game logs for the past two weeks? I imagine they're bad. It's like seven one eight three seven one six one. It's so bad. That is rough. Yeah, that is uh, maybe. Maybe having Louis Erickson as your star player uh, yeah. isn't uh, isn't great. And I was worried that Jay Beagle was going to completely obliterate someone, but he didn't. Thank goodness. No, no, that just seems to be the the guys who do the real right. skill moves. Apparently, <laughs> right. wasn't the Canucks. Um, I don't think we need to touch on this one too nope. much else. Uh, dominating game, yeah. uh, and then last night was the again the biggest game of the season, right? Yeah. Uh, Canucks had to had to have it. They're against a team that they're they're trying to catch in the Dallas Stars, mm-hmm. uh, and this was their game to win six straight. And they didn't keep it close. They won it six to two. They go up two one after the first. They're up four two after the second. They add on a third, uh, or they add on a fifth by Vasily Podkolzin in the third, and then Patterson uh, ices it with the empty netter. Um, uh, another uh, another game where the Canucks just actually dominated they actually yeah. outplayed the dallas stars that second period that the canucks played dallas couldn't do anything mm-hmm. last night mm-hmm. and the canucks looked like they were hungry to get in and rupe hints is the only one that could do anything yeah. um and for a night where the canucks special teams let them down they allowed a power play goal they allowed a shorthanded goal and they went over two on their own power play yeah. and they still won six, two. It, it was an absolutely outstanding performance from the Canucks. And you know, this is where the weird schedule Parker It's it's weird how we have two back-to-backs in the last two weeks, but we had a three day gap and this is where it helped us. Cause as, as we talked about the Canucks beat the coyotes on the Thursday night, the 14th, and they didn't play again until Monday, the 18th, three days in between. So while you lost Horvat, which is a huge blow minutes, leadership, face-offs, scoring, all those things, those extra days allowed both Besser and Highmore to get back. And Besser was awesome. He had three points along with Pedersen's three points, along with Dickinson, who was crazy against his old team, three points. Highmore was hustling. So, you know, that's one thing. Although you lose, you're still missing Best, uh, sorry, Horvat and Hoglander and Pearson, at least you get Besser and Highmore back. Yep. Yeah. Agreed on all counts. Yeah. So that was their sixth in a row. Mm-hmm. We come into this game. Or the Canucks have a chance to make it seven. Yeah. And they don't. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pull up. I'm going to pull up the old game log um, here just so I have everything. Yeah. You're um, going to have to carry me for the next couple minutes, Parker, as you usually do. But this one, Tuesday night, obviously I was bowling, hence the yeah. next shirt. So I only had it on again with no sound. I saw all the goals. I saw all the plays, but you're going to have to tell me about Halak's injury. You're going to have to tell me what happened. Yeah. Well, the Canucks came out hot. Uh, they open the scoring on the power play. First two minutes, JT Miller uh, gets his 30th of the season. Quinn Hughes adds an assist. Um, Halak made a really big save in the first period, uh, sort of stacked the pads, hugging the post on Stutzla. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Brock Besser made it a two-goal lead. Uh, right as the power play expired, basic, effectively a power play goal because uh, yeah. the player wasn't back in the play yet. Really good play from Brad Hunt to make it 2-0. Um, and then in the second period, yeah, Halak doesn't come out. Demko does. Um, it looked like they showed a replay that at the end of the first period, uh, it looked like sort of a scramble in front. Looked maybe like Halak got sort of slashed in the hand by okay. someone jamming for the puck, but 
typically a slash on a padded gloved hand not a big deal but immediately you see halak getting up skating away like looking panicked and like shaking his hand uh which is not a good sign no um so demko comes out and this is the night after he played on a back-to-back -back, and he's apparently been sick and there was like video of him throwing up in the bench or on the bench la in, during last night's game so uh, it's it's scary uh formanton scores uh this one he just absolutely uh or this isn't the one he burns luke shen this is the one that he tipped from the point shot yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the canucks dominate the third or the second period they literally dominated the second period they they didn't leave the ottawa zone they missed the net about 300 times uh and they couldn't score but they dominated the second period third period the the sense score early uh parker kelly guy yeah. with my name parker uh what a jerk um and then formanton made it three two burning shen travis hammond gets an assist on that one of course of course um and then Travis Dermott tied yeah. it um, off of a high stick review that went the Canucks way for once because um, they called Pod Colson for a four. He didn't actually touch him with the stick, so they narrowed it down to a two. And the Canucks tie it, Travis Dermott, um, to make it 3-3. Three, three. And then again, yeah. the Canucks dominate the last half of the third period. Yeah. Um, Tyler Myers puts one off the crossbar with two minutes to go, <sighs> which would have been excellent. Uh, but the Canucks just can't score again. Um, overtime, the Canucks had possession the entire time. They didn't do anything with it, but literally the entire overtime period, they had the puck, uh, and they only got three shots, but they were pretty high danger. Yep. Uh, and they were, they were definitely playing the possession game, but you got to get a few more pucks on net. Uh, and then in the shootout, uh, Miller scored Batherson, uh, as the sixth shooter had to score and he did. Yep. And then Adam Godet, of course, um, makes it, uh, a five, four win four uh or a four three win sorry for the ottawa senators um wow. they only lost a point though yeah so they're still kind of alive yeah they got the point and and uh, you know as i was watching the shootout in between shots maybe that's why i bowled so bad because i was obviously not focused on on my bowling i said to my son sean who i was bowling with i said you know who cares if if we get if ottawa gets a point it, it doesn't matter because they're yeah. not in our playoff race but you need that extra one for sure. And the Canucks had their chances. Like you said, from what I saw and from what I read on Twitter, they had, they dominated stretches of the game. And even in the shootout, Pedersen had a chance to shut out the senators after Miller had scored right before him. And then, so that was, a yeah, that was a missed opportunity. Batherson, Batherson then does score. And that's another missed opportunity. Then Garland gets stopped. Although Brady could yeah, So they certainly had their chances and that was a, that was slightly frustrating for sure. For sure. Yeah. There there's, there's so many scenarios in which this game goes the other way. Yeah. Right. Um, money puck simulation of this game based on the expected goals. Canucks win 64% of the time, right? Yeah. Because they, they were the better team. Yeah. Um, if that Tyler Meyer shot goes in, if Halak doesn't get hurt, I think he probably hangs on. He was, he was very good in the first period. Yeah. Um, like you said, if, if that puck doesn't bounce on Patterson, maybe, or if Garland, uh, or if, um, Batherson gets stopped by Demko. Yep. Right. So many little things, uh, Lockwood had one chance in the second period where he put it right through the legs of, uh, of Gustafson and it went wide, right? So many little things an inch away, Nick Patan on his shootout attempt, his, he tried to go over the pad and he literally caught 
like the puck hit like the top lip of the pad and flipped over and just wide, right? Like all these like half inch scenarios that the Canucks were that close away to winning. Yeah. But the problem is that's how hockey works. That's why it's so hard to go on a long winning streak because mm-hmm. even if you are the better team, when there's this, when there's a sport that has this few goals scored per game, one goal going either way is pretty random. There's a lot yeah. of randomness in this sport, uh, unless you're really bad, which the Canucks were early in the season. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, when you, when you put yourself in a scenario where you have to be perfect for 12 games in a row, eventually you're not, you're going to, you're going to slip up somewhere. Yeah. And yeah. luckily they're slip up. They still got a point out of it. Yes. So they're I- still technically alive. They just literally have to be perfect against really good teams. Yeah. Let, <laughs> right. At least yeah. Minnesota, Calgary, and yeah. LA. Two 100 point teams in there. Can let's put up Lucas's donation from about five minutes ago. I know we were, we were kind of blabbing and not blabbing. We we're talking to each other. So Lucas says, take this season with a glass half full, not half empty. A lot of optimism ahead. I'm feeling so. A, we agree with you, Lucas, and B, thank you for the donation and for supporting us as always. And then Justin just coming in on his way home. No seventh straight win, but I had an amazing time and experience. I love the VIP treatment. Um, yeah, the, the Jason, um, uh, Vance City Experts took care of him. One big point, Canucks got to take three of the four next two games at least. Uh, great. Th- and thank you for your support, Justin. Uh, Parker, I have one question for you as you were watching on TV. How did the Larshiders look and sound? They sounded great. Yeah. Uh, I saw a couple of really bad takes on Twitter tonight. Oh, no. Of, people, of some people being like, wow, so loud and obnoxious. Like people who are like in arena. What? And it was like. But they got they all got ratioed to oblivion. Okay, okay. Um, because on TV it was excellent. Uh it it stood out uh super well. Uh it felt like a ton of sort of electricity coming through the TV. I saw people who were in the stands, uh, a lot of them saying that uh, the place was absolutely buzzing. It was one of the most electric games at Rogers Arena in years. Mm. Um so for me, all pluses. Um awesome. I'm sad I wasn't at this game. Um, yeah. because I was thinking about it, but I, I didn't go. Good. Uh, <laughs> Justin was there. He said it was it was amazing mm-hmm. and adorable. Uh, Justin, that's awesome to hear. That's great. Yeah. So definitely uh, a plus on that on that regard. Um, just unfortunate they couldn't close it out. Uh, but yeah. man, they got close. Uh, and again, I think if Halak doesn't get hurt uh, with a second to go in the first period, uh, I think this game goes differently. Um, the Canucks just need some out of town scoreboard help. They need LA to start losing. And they need Vegas to start losing or keep yeah. losing, I guess. Um, because that's really their only shot uh Correct. of getting in. Isn't it the funniest thing, Parker? How <laughs> I'm sure a good percentage of Canucks fans were upset or not upset, questioning the decision to go with Halak because Demko's your hot, yeah, you can't afford to give away points. And I'm not saying this is because of Demko, but it's it's Halak that shuts the 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 door for his 20 minutes of work. And then Demko is the one that lets in, you know, four goals plus a couple in the shootout again, not blaming him, but it's, it's just funny how the narrative uh, can change. You can spin a narrative. I guess that's why it's called a narrative. You can spin it however you want. Uh, for me, from what I saw and you, you can correct me. I'm not blaming the goaltending for this one. Yeah. For me, the narrative was the stat that I heard earlier today that in 100 back-to-back games played by NHL goaltenders this season by the same goaltender, yeah. Uh, they have an 883 save percentage. Yes. Uh, keep in mind, most goaltenders playing back-to-back games are probably the starters, right? Because yeah. they're probably sure. teams trying to win both games uh, and an 883 among them. Yeah. Um, 
And it's just, yeah, it, it was unlucky. Demko wasn't supposed to play tonight. He almost wasn't even on the roster <laughs> until right before the game. Yeah. Right. So it, it's super unfortunate. If Spencer Martin comes in, maybe the Canucks do better. But I mean, they weren't basing who they have on the bench on on that, right? If yeah. if Demko's ready to play, it's an yeah. emergency recall, so they can't have Spencer Martin there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was just unlucky. That's all hey, it was. You think Demko could have made a better play on who's the guy who shot it against the boards and it came out to uh, someone else and then they scored? Is that the second Ottawa goal or the third one? Where it's a really good smart play. Uh oh yeah 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 I know which one you're talking about. Is that um, Kelly's goal or is that Formington's goal? think it was kelly's because yeah no it was so it was a kind of a weird bounce off the boards where it sort of hit the corner where it comes straight out instead of going around um and then yeah kelly put it off the bar and then it hit demko's back and went in yeah Uh, i think he just got beat clean okay um you know go he shot off the crossbar yeah he probably could have saved it you know maybe on a different night he does yeah Uh, i was thinking more parker when the puck bounced off the and i I get you don't want to lunge for it miss it then you're completely out of position and you're there's no way but I don't know. Right. I just think maybe a sharper Demko. That's the only play I thought that maybe he could have, um, you know, stopped with a stick, right? As it came out from behind him. But that's a very quick bang, bang play. Yeah, very possible for sure. Um, yeah. And again, hard to criticize Demko. Of course. Um, with the uh, with the season yeah. that he has had uh, for sure. One thing uh, I was going to ask you, did you see uh, at the start of the second period or the second first intermission after the Canucks had gone up to nothing? Did you see the betting odds? It was like 7.4 for Ottawa, 1.04 for Vancouver to win the geez. game. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't see that, man. That would have been a good, uh, a good bet apparently. Yeah. Um, so that's it for, for the last few games. The Canucks, yeah. like we said, have won six of the last seven, 13 of a possible 14 points. Yep. They're, they they are on the they're really they're really testing the odds um i imagine the athletic had them at i think 14 percent today that probably drops to like six or seven again i would imagine uh, again just based on la and nashville winning and the canucks losing yeah um because they just don't have enough games left to to afford mistakes um if they win out again the kings just need to lose one game yeah drop yeah. a point somewhere yeah um if they and then you know in theory they'd stay ahead of uh vegas yeah. so winning out they're still they they can still make it yeah um and then even if like vegas is perfect the odds are that maybe nashville falls you know drops uh three of their games would have to happen i think uh because they do have tough opponents nashville has tampa bay minnesota um calgary and colorado as their next four games so yeah. four absolutely terrifying teams the canucks also have two of those teams though <laughs> and la and edmonton um as well in that mix so the canucks yeah. are are up against it um again it really feels like their odds i honestly they might drop down to like four percent based on who they're playing um yeah. but technically the canucks will be playing another meaningful game on april 21st yep yeah and you know what that's good enough for me because even if they don't make the playoffs, these last <laughs> think about how close we were to dealing with 55 games, 57 games after December 4th. Yeah. That could have been the worst. I mean, I, I wouldn't even be watching right yeah. at this point. Like I genuinely would have not been watching the games and there was our a channel. Would I, be, our channels would be dead basically. Yeah. <laughs> And I'd be fine with it because why, why would I put my time into it? Be when the, when it's that unfun. 
Yeah. Um, but they've, they've made it fun. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's all we could ask for. Um, it's probably too little too late, but they've made it interesting. And, uh, and that's good enough for me. They have gone 30, 13 and nine under Bujo. 30, 13 and nine, 17 games over 500. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. And, and before tonight's game, the Canucks had actually won half of their games this season. Yeah. Yeah. 38 yeah. out of 76. Right. Um, <clears throat> true, yeah, so, the true 500. Yeah. The, yeah. The true 500. Yeah. Um, they, they, it's been, uh, it's been great. The Canucks have a positive goal differential. They're plus 16. Keep yep. in mind LA in a playoff spot is, has a minus three goal differential this year. Bunch of dorks. Uh, they, well, they, they've, lost some bit they've had big losses and then a bunch of ot losses it's it's been a a weird season for them uh they've just won a lot of a lot of tight games um, you know what's interesting parker the last two months we made a point you and i have made a point when when we were talking about no maybe the last month when there's actually a, a small glimmer of hope that the Canucks were going to actually make a run and you and i would go back and forth should they chase the third place in the pacific versus should they chase the wild card that one of the two central division teams and we've talked about all scenarios both on here and our own channels and then i i thought i was all smart on the weekend say oh yeah they can catch nashville because nashville has such a hard schedule five of their last six are against teams with 100 plus points and a lot of people point out to me but maybe the tampas and the calgary's they're not going to address full rosters for their for their final games if if they can't go up or down in the standings, if they know, if Calgary knows they're going to win the Pacific, Tampa knows they're going to come in third and whatever it is, maybe they don't dress full things. I don't know. They still want to win, obviously. And But yeah. It's possible. Tampa has a lot to play for. Okay. Um, Tampa right now is trying to hold on to third in the Atlantic. Right. I should say Colorado. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Because right. if Tampa fall, because Bruins are one point behind them, if they were to fall to fourth, they would have to, I guess it doesn't really matter for them, yeah. but they take on uh, Carolina instead of right. Toronto, which actually might be preferable. Um, <laughs> uh, well, maybe but, Calgary and Colorado were better, better examples. We know that those are going to be the two Western Conference champions of, of the division. So maybe those two teams don't dress a full roster. Who knows? Who knows? Right. And I think for the Flames, though, because they're only one point ahead of Minnesota and St. Louis, I yep. don't, do they, they don't recede, right? No, so, no, they are the Pacific Division champion all the way through. So they would have home ice through to the yes, conference final. That is correct. Okay. So then it doesn't matter. I thought I was wondering if, you know, if it would go to second and central be ahead of the sure. more points, but sure. um, if that's the case, then yeah, they, they don't have much to play for except yeah. pride. Right. Yeah. Uh, although if Edmonton won out and Calgary lost all our games, then Edmonton would pass them. Uh, but that's like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Parker, so before we talk about some other stuff, I'm just wondering, you and I were both at that game. We didn't get a chance to to see each other hang out, but we were both at the game. How were you feeling? Like, I was strutting. I was strutting out of the out of the arena last night. Like, yeah, the Canucks will control their distance. And actually, it was because of your tweet. I'm glad you tweeted it because I didn't even think about that because I was just thinking, oh, now we can catch up. I think LA. I was the first to tweet that, by the way. I was looking. I saw a lot of people tweet it after the game, yep. but yep. I tweeted it in the third. I'm giving um, you props, man. I'm giving you props. But I felt good walking on that game. I actually felt... Yeah, I felt really good. I felt really good walking out of the game, and then I dropped my bubbly that they gave me, and then I was really sad. Um, no, I left. I left a few minutes early because I was on the opposite side, and I need to. I want. I. I hate when the sky turns crowded. Uh, so if it's a blowout, I'll get out a couple minutes early, and I know that's okay. illegal, but I. Uh, you know, I. I don't like being on the crowded train. Yeah, um, that's fair. So I got on the, I, yeah, I got on the train and I dropped my, I dropped my bubbly on the ground and it got a hole 
the size of a pinprick in it while it was still closed and sprayed everywhere. Um, so it wasn't a perfect night, but I was feeling really good about the team. Yeah. Uh, if that was your question, that was my question. Indeed. Indeed. Okay. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah. I just, All right. I just want them to make it. So our, sh we, our shows in May will be awesome. And it, it maybe would even be early June would be awesome. It would be a lot more fun. Um, <laughs> I am dreading about two weeks from now yeah. um, and just sort of, you know, the, it's been a really cool run and I don't want to go another six months without hockey. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I'm with um, you. I'm with you. But we is what we've been dealing with for the past eight years, basically barring the one. Yeah. And you know, what's one more. Yeah. We're used to it, but I, but I love what you're saying there, Parker. And I know we didn't even get a chance because I was so late. We didn't even get a chance to talk about what we we're going to talk about. But this is this is important. I think we're expressing what fans are feeling. There's a reason why we get so excited when the Canucks have a chance to make the playoffs is because, yeah, they've done it twice in the past eight years, 2015 against Calgary and then the bubble, which is you know, it's still playoffs, but it's just a weird playoffs, but twice in eight years. So no wonder any glimmer of hope, any faint opportunity no wonder we're excited no wonder both of us are strutting around last night all feeling good thinking about our channels thinking about not even that thinking about this show thinking about just being a canucks fan and then we we live and die with this team and yes we want to stay optimistic but that's why a game like tonight hurts so much because in on paper you think you're going to win this and then we're thinking oh man we are past vegas in the standings we are right back on, on, on la and we're we're controlling our own destiny so that's the biggest change i know we talked about already but that's why i guess it's so frustrating but i don't blame fans if they were down on your on your show because that just shows us that they're very passionate but we also have to be realistic exactly what you said look at where we are compared to where we could be or should have been and it's not over yet and that's the other part too yeah and you know over the last week and over the last two weeks we we've sort i think we blindly bought in a little bit <laughs> and for good reason because what else were we supposed to do we see you know i've seen a lot of people online like okay well the odds are super slim and i've been i've been that guy where yep. it's like okay well they're they're and i said it two weeks ago i'm like they have to win 11 of their next 12. like yep. why are we why are we doing this why are we thinking that they have a chance right it's it's silly because the yeah. odds are outstandingly slim. Yes. But you can, you know, sort of sit around and, and be like, all right, well, these games don't matter because it's super unlikely and, and whatever. You know, yeah. it's a lot more fun watching every game, seeing them win and having that glimmer of hope. It, it's like buying a lottery ticket. Mm -hmm. It's a terrible financial investment. Oh. But you go, you spend $5. And for the day, you get to daydream a bit. You know, that's sort of what you're buying with that yeah. lottery ticket. You're, you get to sit around and be like, what if I did win $50 million? Yeah. That would be cool. I could have a big house. And, yeah. and I could have Canucks season tickets uh, on the in the front row yeah. and all this other stuff. Yep. And that's sort of what, what that's sort of been my mentality over the last week and a half, week yep. or so. Um, I've had that feeling of guttural stress watching this hockey team which sounds unha unhappy and unhealthy and it probably is unhealthy but it has been a blast during the third period and overtime i did not sit down i was i was up 
I was climbing on this dresser, basically. I was chewing my fingernails. I was walking back and forth, pacing, stressed out. And it was awesome. And it's a feeling that we weren't supposed to have this year. Right. But we've gotten to have it, and it has been fun. And I'm going to keep feeling it until they lose one more game. Because why not? Again, it might be dumb, but why not? You know, here's the other thing, too. And I think it's kind of obvious, but I do want to articulate it as the Canucks win six in a row, as they keep their playoff chances alive, as they get 13 out of 14 points, then we, we chase and we follow our individual players. And it's awesome. Is JT Miller going to hit hundred points? Is Pedersen going to hit 30 goals after a horrible start to the season? Is Quinn Hughes going to be the highest scoring defenseman for the Canucks since Doug Lidster, all these really cool side stories. And we're only talking about them because the Canuck, they helped the Canucks play so well and they played so well that Miller is on track for 100 points, that PD can break the 30 goal. So those are cool stories because if this was last year, we were just waiting for the Canadian division, that experiment to end so we could just console ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And luckily we had the short off season yes. to, to make that a little bit better. So there's cool uh, storylines too, not just will the Canucks make the playoffs, but because the Canucks individual players are playing so well, it's cool to follow all these other storylines too. And that's also part of being a fan as well. So I'm all to say all is not lost. There's a, we're still not eliminated mathematically and B there's still some cool storylines to follow. Yeah, Yeah. it has been, uh, it's been a heck of a week. It's that's all I'll say. It has been a really fun week. And I think having one game where keep in mind they lost, but they only dropped a point. Mm. Right. Um, the, again, the difference right now is between them having 88 points or 87 points. Yep. There's a real chance that that one point is the reason they don't make it. Yeah. Odds are they weren't going to make it anyways, even if they did win this game. Yeah. And that's okay too. Um, but yeah, I don't think we should be really sad and angry that Nick Patan uh, was the shooter uh, right. and, 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 uh, and Tyler Myers at the crossbar uh, and Demko didn't stop Bathurst in the shootout shot mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, it probably isn't the reason they're not going to make it. Right. Right. But it has been a lot of fun and it can continue to be a lot of fun because like we said, they're yeah. still barely alive. Are you the type Parker who, um, are you the type who would look back at the seven game homestand before this one and say, Oh, we shouldn't have dropped that point against Buffalo on March 20 or, Oh, we shouldn't have been shadow against Detroit. Or do you look at it and say, no, in the season overall, we had some pretty bad games in those first 2,500 Travis Green. So and I get it. These are, it's recency biased. These happened more recently. These are games that we should have won, especially the way we were playing. But it, it, I, I catch myself falling into that too, is how did we lose that one point against that team? But I think sometimes I have to remind myself to step back and look at the whole 77 game schedule so far and not just two games in the span of a week, which obviously it would be nice, nice to win. It's tough. So- yeah, uh, in 2016-2017, the Colorado Avalanche, remember how bad they were? Oh, horrible. They were one of the worst teams in history. They still won 22 games. They still went out and beat, on average, almost every team in the NHL once. Yeah. So going back and saying, man, the Canucks should have beat uh, Detroit, right? Yeah. Or they, they should have beat X team. Um, I, I think it... You know, again, you can you can go back, you can play that game in the opposite direction, right? Yeah. You can go back and say, um, you know, the Canucks shouldn't have have won, uh, you yes. know, X or Y game, right? 
Yeah. Um, they they shouldn't have won that game in overtime against Vegas last Tuesday. Right. Right. But they did, and they got two points. They shouldn't have beat the Avalanche three to one on March twenty third. Yeah. But they did. Sometimes you go out and you beat teams that are better than you, and you lose teams that are worse to teams that are worse than you. Yeah. Remember the Canucks beat the Devils six three, and two weeks before that they lost to them seven <laughs> two. It just yeah. happens. It's a very even league. <laughs> And, and over the course of 82 games, things average out and everyone sort of falls where they mostly belong. There's yeah. some outliers year over year, but yeah. most of the time, the best teams are towards the top of the standings. Yes. Uh, so I think going back and saying, oh, they, they couldn't, they shouldn't have blown this one game. Um, again, it, it usually just averages out over the course of the year. Great points, Parker. Here's another thing I'd like to bring up too. Uh, you're okay with this just chatting, right? Unless you have a bunch of sidebars. We have. I have here. no topics because okay. I didn't have time to set any up. But it was awesome. So let's do this, and then we'll take ten minutes of questions to to wrap up. Maybe how's that sound? Sounds good. Okay. Here's one last thing. Yes, we say we lament the points we gave away, or opposite. I love what you said. Sometimes we win games we shouldn't. Let's remember there is a team. There's there's twenty players on the other side that are trying to win just as much and just as hard they're playing just as hard usually except if you're arizona as hard they're playing as, hard as the canucks yeah exactly and then so that makes our our six game win streak quite remarkable when you think about it because it's not like just because we want to win or just because we play well means we're guaranteed two points so when you think about it that it also is painful to see how bad we were at the start of the season but to go six straight against six teams that are trying to win as well fighting for their playoff lives that's pretty sometimes that's pretty cool too so i, I think you've got to keep that perspective as well we're not just going to win because we think we should win yep so five games left <laughs> yes uh let's there's two games before our next show yeah our next show will be monday yeah are we talking about a team that still has a chance next week I really think they're going to split these games. I don't care who who they win, who they lose to, but I, you know, to to beat two one hundred point teams in two, you know, two games in three nights, and let's say Demko is not completely one hundred percent healthy by then too, like he's still fighting a bug. I think that's going to be a tall order. So uh, you know, it's such a cop out to say, well, it depends what LA and Vegas do, but I have a feeling they're going to win one of the next two, and then we're going to be a little bit even more bleak than this on Monday. That's I, that's not what I want. But I have to be realistic. That's my gut feeling. Yeah, and I I think that's a pretty fair place to 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 be. Yeah. Um, I think they can beat Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Problem is Minnesota's got goaltending right now that is really good. Right, they're literally just rotating Talbot and Flurry. Yeah. Uh, each game is all right. Talbot gets one, Flurry gets the next. Talbot gets one, Flurry gets the next. Um, they had uh Talbot in net uh tonight where mm. they shut out Montreal to nothing. Mm. Um, so they, the Canucks will likely get flurry on Thursday. Okay. So again, not an easy, uh, a, a, not an easy goalie to go against. Right. Uh, and we're talking about a team that, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a team that's won 10 more games than the Canucks have this season. They've yeah. won seven of their last 10. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're, they are a, a heck of a hockey team. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they get Calgary, which is, you know, the, the best team in the Pacific division. They have won 47 games. They have also won seven of their last 10. Um, They lost in a shootout tonight against the predators. Um, And, but I mean, even then, right. Um, It's tricky. We have to root for them to win on Thursday against Dallas and then hope that they lose on Saturday against Vancouver. And we'll see. 
Um, I think, yeah, I think for each of these games, I would say the Canucks probably have a 45% chance of winning, which leads me to, yeah, they probably win one of them. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, if they win one of them again, they need LA and Vegas to lose. Right. Uh, so Vegas, uh, this week has two games before our next show. They get Washington tomorrow. Yep. A tough one. Then they get San Jose on Sunday, okay. which should be a, a cakewalk. So let's say they split. Then the Kings have Chicago and Anaheim. So they probably win both. <laughs> so yeah, if the Canucks were to split, uh, they're they're as good as done. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um. So I think that's probably the most likely outcome, but. I'm going to be rooting for wins in both. Me too. Um, if they lose Thursday, though, I think it'll be pretty safe to say that uh, that that's it. Yeah. And without being a doomsday guy, I would hate for the Canucks to win like one or two of the last five. And so they, but then I also don't want them to go three oh and three one and one and finish one. I don't know what I want more or less. Uh, maybe I should, I'm overthinking it because I just think. There's so many ways that the Canucks can't make it and won't make it. And there's only one way to make it, and that's basically to yeah. get right nine or ten points out of their final five games. Right. Oh. Now keep in mind, there's yeah. no there's no downside to winning at this point. Draft yeah. position doesn't matter. Yeah. Because if you look at the other teams, the Canucks have 87 points. No one else has a number near that really, except right. Vegas. Vegas has 87 as well. But uh, no so the Canucks only really move one draft spot yeah. because. Yeah. Dallas has 91 Winnipeg has 81 in the yeah. central, right? There's a big gap there. Um, and then the, in the East, it's huge differences, right? Uh, Boston has 99 Detroit has 70. That's a that's a 29 point difference between spots in the Atlantic. Uh, capitals have 96. The Islanders have 80 yeah. 16 point difference there, right? So the, the Canucks are going to flip between uh, basically the, yeah. the 17th or the exact 15th and 16th pick. Yeah with uh with vegas exactly right? so winning doesn't matter they've winning been 18th is... overall for the past two weeks no matter what they do <laughs> right so so winning is only there's no point in being like oh we should just tank these last five games and lose them it yeah. won't make a difference right. um so let's let's go and hope they win yeah. and uh that's kind of the place that uh that's that i'm at sure i'm with you so i i know we were gonna uh, rapid 11 do you do we want to rapid fire a few minutes of just pick a couple questions out and wind up with that sure um uh, we can I, I don't know if they'll come in fast enough i don't know if there's been many questions yeah, yet I'm trying to look real quick um justin's also saying that the picks from 10 to 20 are apparently of similar mm -hmm. quality again it's we we don't know right yeah. uh lot, lots of times that gets said but there is usually a big difference between 10 and 20 but maybe 10 to 20 are all sort of similar yeah um yeah. That's but fair. that's kind of fair um mm -hmm. Do, 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 do. Oh, great. I like Jasper's last question about Martin getting a game because if Halak isn't going on this two game road trip and let's say his hand is mangled or beat up or whatever. And then, let, okay, let's say that we lose on Thursday and Saturday. I don't want this to happen. Does Spencer Martin or Halak, I guess it depends who's healthy. They'll probably get at least one, if not two of the last three. Would you, would you think? I think if the Canucks are out of it. Yeah. Uh, I think if the Canucks lose on Thursday, and Vegas and LA both win, then I think they'll assume they're done. Right. Uh, and then at that point, 
if honestly i say you play the backup the rest of the way <laughs> right yeah. i i say you literally play if it's martin it's martin if it's lock it's lock uh, i literally say once the canucks are eliminated yeah. and by that i mean lose one more game really and have vegas and la win um i say yeah why would i i say you just shut demko down um you know he's clearly been fighting illness um he has played uh, an ungodly amount of games this year um he has been the backbone of this team i i think you just you say look you've been great we might have you come in if one of these goalies has a bad game uh but i, I genuinely think you just put him on the bench and say start resting now get an extra week of an off season basically right um Again, that's if otherwise, if the Canucks are winning, he's going to play all of the rest of the games. So, so yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think you should, you should uh, be playing not Demko uh, once the Canucks are out of it. Right. Okay. Last two questions. Uh, first one, Edmund, would you say for Canucks Awards, unsung hero is Pod Colson? Good, but I go Luke Shen. Luke Shen. Okay. And lastly, here's a good one uh, because we were both at the game and the elder. Do you think the fans should ease off on the Bruce There It Is chance? until a for sure win. Now, I'm not sure why he's bringing this up. Did they, were they chanting it tonight? Yep. And it's because the large stars were there. They were after the three, three goal. Yeah. Um, I have no problem with it. Honestly, like I have no problem with it because it's, it's engaging. I know Bruce doesn't like it, but who cares? It, it gets the fans into it. And even in Nashville, you know, when they go, they go, damn, cold. Damn. It's all your fault. It's all your fault. They do that. I, I'm sure, pretty sure they don't do it only if they're winning. Don't they do that all the time? I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The, I would chant it. Yeah, guys, they just won six games in a row. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just tied the game to make it 3-3 three, three, yeah. uh, and look like they might be making it seven. Um, I don't think, I think, you know, it, it's more of an in general thing. And yeah. it doesn't have to be, you know, a game they're guaranteed to win. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think it's fine. Yeah, because then, yeah. then what do you do? Let them have fun. Yeah, what are you doing? Well, we can only chant this if we're up by three goals with five minutes. I know I'm being kind of facetious there. I would just let the fans, especially on a night where there's 600 Larshiders there, and and it's such an important game. Why not? That, that's and I think opinion. and I, I, I and the elder also said it seemed to wake the sends up. I I highly doubt that that has an impact. Yeah. Um. Uh, like genuinely, I I don't think those chants make a difference. I don't think when. You hear the the chance after a goalie's let in a bad goal, and everyone's like, everyone's like, whoever the goalie is, right? If it was like Gustafson, right, like chanting that or something, I don't think Gustafson's like, oh man, they think I'm bad, like, I, and I'm not gonna play good now. Like, I, I don't think that's a. Th I, I think they're they're focused on their own game. You know what, um, Gustafson's thinking. He's thinking, thank God I have a three syllable name because you know it's the two syllable names that work better. Damn, Cole Flurry, like, as opposed to Gustafson, it just wouldn't sound good. That's what he's thinking. Yeah. Uh, it is 11 o'clock. You said you had a hard stop at 11. Yeah. I have to uh, go to my, uh, go to my church hour now. I'm going to be 10 minutes late, but they know, they know that I had important things to do tonight. All right. Uh, thank you all very much for joining us tonight. Thank you, Clay, for, uh, coming in when you could, uh, thank you, Parker, yeah. um, we'll be back next Monday, uh, as per usual. Um, so stay tuned for that. Uh, if you enjoy the show, subscribe, hit like, do all that good stuff. You can find anything you missed on your favorite podcast platform. Just search Canucks After Dark. It's also linked below. Clay, any parting words for the night? Keep the hope alive, Canucks fans. We are not out of it. Well, it depends what you want to happen, but uh, we're going to have a much better idea, obviously, um, af after the next two games because we only have five games left. Oh, thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Uh, <laughs> all right. 
thank you all very much again hopefully five more five more games they got to be perfect five more times it's not impossible it's just improbable have a good night everyone and we'll talk to you later